This episode of LIW The Twilight Zone Review is brought to you by Tequila. Come on, man. You're really strong. You can totally fight that guy. Come on. What's your problem? Are you a fucking pussy? Come on. Go. Those, those women definitely want to fuck you, bro. What's your fucking problem, man? You keep fixing your meat and then go fucking fight them and fuck that girl. What the fuck is your fucking problem, bro? Phoenix West, The Twilight Zone Episode Review Show. I don't know what I've been told. You gotta slow down. You never grow old. Hello, citizens. Welcome to LIW. That's why I was in review. I am a great singer, and I'm sure, I'm sure Tom Petty was just like, yes, you fucking nailed that, sir. All right, so today's episode is 134. That's season one, episode 34 of The Twilight Zone, called The After Hours. That's right. I yelled it for no reason. This debuted June 10th, 1960, because I know you care about that. That's uh, 61060. That's... It's almost 660. I don't know. Uh, there's this one. This one is a uh, real boring one. Let's just say that it is not a bad episode. I don't want to. I don't want to give that impression. It's not a bad one. It's just not a whole lot going on. But it has these weird characters in it that keep you interested. Because it just starts off with a woman walking around an apartment store, and that's it. And she's just like looking around. She's like. Can I help you over here, man? She's like, that's not what I need at all. That is not what I need. She's she's like, all right, well, that's fine. She goes and waits for the elevator. One guy in the other in another elevator just goes, hey, man, I'm over here. And she walks over there. She gets on the elevator, this massive elevator made for a department store. Obviously, it's going to be pretty big. It's going to accommodate a lot of people. It's just the attendant and her. And she stands right goddamn next to him, like close enough to pickpocket him. She could probably pick pack, pickpocket his anus. She was that close. I don't want to be gross, but that was she was like up in him. It was very, very weird how close she was and very comfortable with him. She would the amount of comfort she had. Where am I going with this? I don't know. The attendant though is super fucking creepy. So maybe he wanted that. And he's just like, Where are you going? She's like, I want a thimble. I want a thimble for my mother. A gold thimble. Yes. And um she's an attractive actress, I guess, for the times, you know. I throw it in it, I guess, back then. I guess. <laughs> like, like she's giving me the opportunity back then, like a time travel, and she's like, "Do you, yeah, yes or no, and just a little checklist. I like you. Do you want to fuck me? Uh, yes or no? It's like, like that's my option. Oh, where am I going with this? I am just off the rails already. So, anyway, she's like, I want gold thimble for my mama. And he's like, I don't know why she went black, but he's like, all right, well, it's ninth floor. And she's like, all right. It's weird that I have an elevator just by myself. Literally says that. And I was like, it is weird, huh? I, I know already what happens in this episode. I knew just from seeing just the title. This is one of those episodes that you remember. But she takes the express elevator to the ninth floor. That's what he says. And, you know, Rod says she's Marsha White. She's a woman. It's basically all he, all he says. So she goes up to the ninth floor. It's, it's empty. It's like an empty store, though. It's not, it's not just an empty room. It's it's got all the, the the little cases that would usually sell things that would contain things, but there's nothing in them. She walks around and find, doesn't find anybody. It's just cool. I like I like slow shots like this because you know it's gonna go somewhere, and I don't like it when it's slow. I don't like slow conversations, but I can watch somebody walk around me and like what's going on and like really taking it all in. I can I can if it, if it's done well I can accept that. So she's walking around. This creepy woman in black shows up. And she's like, she shows her to the thimble section, which, and I'm not entirely sure. It's kind of like the last episode with the zither music. I don't know what the fuck thimbles are for, really, other than like sewing. Do you, do you, 
honest question. I'm not going to look it up. So go ahead and send me an email to loiteringwonderland at gmail.com if you have an answer. And I could easily Google it, but it's more fun to be interactive when I'm stupid. Do you, like, put the thimble over your finger so when you're sewing, you don't... Does it hold a needle? Or is it so, like, the needle doesn't stab you on the way through? I don't, I don't know what they're for. I've never once seen anyone in my life use them. I've never had any interaction with them. I remember in high school, we went to a truck stop, and my friend was like, ooh, collector thimbles. And he was, he was genuine, and it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life because he ran over there. And I was like, what the... Are you serious? That really happened? And that's all I know about thimbles is that they're little tiny little things and people collect them. And I assume that that's coming from like the 1800s, this collection. And people would sew. They had to sew everything. But now you don't really have to sew everything because things come pre-sewed. You don't have to make your own fucking clothes anymore. And I was like, who, 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 why, what are they for? I don't, I don't understand. I feel like I'm missing out on this entire thimble experience. Not that I would collect them. But this woman shows uh, Marsha, our our main character, her gold thimble. It's the only one in the case. And she's like, it's 14 karat gold thimble. And it's only $22.80 plus tax. That's $25 even. Would you like to charge it? And she's like, no, I'll pay cash. And then Marsha pays cash and then walks away. And she's like, wait a minute. Why why is it the only item I wanted is the only item you had? That's that's a little weird. And she's like, oh, I don't know, Marsha. That's just how the store works. (laughs) And she's like, how did you know my name? She's like, oh, I'm sorry, miss. I didn't mean to. And Miss White, come back. Um, are you finding? Like, She like talks to her again. She knows her first and last name. All right, whatever. You, you, if you don't know what's going on, I feel bad for you, but I'm not going to get into it yet. Um, okay. She starts wandering around the store again. She goes back to the elevator. I guess by this time. And I was like, for a store that's only nine levels, it's only nine floors. I don't know why you need an attendant for the elevator. That seems like a wasted paycheck because there's two elevators, so that's two wasted paychecks. Did you literally have to have somebody? Because it's just a push button. They show the inside. It's just you push the button. And the doors close on their own. I understand, like, those old ones where you got to, like, shh, and you pull the thing down, like, in lofts. And then, but that they don't have those. They why would you pay somebody to do that? Is it, is it supposed to be like, this is fancy. This is fancy as fuck. This is New York City, bitch. Gold thimbles and shit. I don't know. I, I think it's a, a status thing or anything. So she gets in the elevator. But who cares? And uh, he's like, she's like, I just noticed this is scratched and dented. It's like somebody ran stomped on it. It's weird. He's like, complaint department's third floor. And he goes to the third floor, lets her off. And then the most feminine manager ever tells his boss about this whole thimbles section he's like this guy's like well i told her it was not going to be that way i'm not making fun of gay people by the way i'm just going off what this actor is giving me he goes i was i told her to take it back to this thimble section that she bought it from and she said she got it from the ninth floor and i was like we don't have a ninth floor ma'am and he's really bitchy and he's just like and i was like oh they so you never really see in a couple examples you can think of where they really show the effeminate um, gay man in old timey things like this. I think 1960 can officially be classified as old timey now, right? I was just to say 1960s. Then the, the point is they didn't really, you know, show him a lot. They had to hide it or they had to. So it was kind of refreshing to see this, and I was like, oh, this guy, because <laughs> this guy doesn't take shit from anybody. You can tell 
He's just like, I told her to take it back to the apartment she got. She said the ninth floor. So here I am. I don't know what you want me to do with her. She said she went upstairs and she's waiting on by an odd woman. And he goes, an odd woman. <laughs> like, all women are odd, is what he's saying. And it was like, oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's gay. We get it. That's fine. Um, I want to watch this character walk around and do his entire shift. I could totally watch that because this guy would be fascinating to watch. He'd be like the Gordon Ramsay of 1960s uh, department stores. So he talks to his manager, and like I said, she walks. He walks out, and he talks to her. To uh, the manager talks to Marsha White is basically what I'm trying to say. Um, and then she's like, "There's a woman that helped me." And they turn around and they whip, her, and another guy walks up and grabs this woman and carries her away. And you see that it's a mannequin. And this is like halfway through the episode, in which point you're like, oh, "Bitch is a mannequin." Marsha White is a mannequin. I get it. And there's no other way this could go, right? There's, there's not. And it feels like a goosebump book because you're like, oh, it's this, this is hot. You can tell. It's like written for children. I just, they needed to do another twist in there for this for this episode to really, really flesh out. But whatever. Um, she, okay. Um, she passes out when she sees this fucking mannequin. And this is 1960. So they go, oh, well, let's put her on the couch in this in the break room or in this back room. And I was like, this shit would not fly nowadays. You would be hauled off by the police if you passed out. And you're like, they they almost wouldn't call you an ambulance anymore. They just go, all right, cops, get them the fuck out of there. This piece of shit, this leech of society. Like, we don't judge anybody anymore because we can't. But why? But we sure as shit don't care about people. Like they let her sleep this off. They didn't. They didn't freak out. They just went, "Oh, he, basic human dignity." She wants so let's let her sleep here and not drag her through the store, humiliating her when all she did was pass out. It's not a medical medical emergency. I think people are scared of you know our litigious society now. I'm not going to go this deep into it. I'm just I'm just throwing this out because really was weird to see because it would not fly this way anymore. Anyway. She runs around the department store after this, trying to get out. She's knocking on doors. Nobody's answering. She's buzzing stuff. Nobody's answering. She runs. She backs up into the elevator attendant, and he's a mannequin. And they're just like, you start hearing like, Marsha, what do you think you're feeling? What do you think you're feeling, dear? Climbing on off it, Marsha. It's only a joker like this. You remember who you are. Come on. Come on, Marsha. Get off of it. And they keep repeating themselves. And he's like, come on. I'm like, she's not, she, she's not a mannequin. She's schizophrenic. This woman needs help. This woman should have been taken to the hospital, it turns out, not on the couch. Because this, maybe that's what's happening. I don't know. You, you, I would love it if it ended that way. She thinks she's a mannequin, and the next day they go in, like, she's like, you were supposed to be back. Because that's how this episode ends. We'll get there. This man mannequin reaches for her, and you can clearly see that there's a stick pushing up his arm that some fucking guy just shoved off, off frame. It was so obvious. Anyway, on the ninth floor, she goes up there, and then she gets spooked because the sales lady is there. It's a mannequin. She falls on the ground. The woman walks in there, grabs her, pulls her back out. All the mannequins are sitting there frozen, and they turn to the people as they walk by. It's a really cool shot. It's well done. Usually this shit looks stupid. Like the one episode with the uh, the grave in, in the rocket or asteroid or whatever the fuck it was, and they, they pose the bodies. You could see that the actors are like, like really holding on the... Um, being very still is when I said they hired all the gold and silver guys that stand around. Um, but this is they're acting like mannequins, but they're not in focus really, so it looks 
pretty legit as far as, you know, the other things they do in the show. <laughs> You're like, that looks terrible. But I love practical effects, though. And this looks the best they could. So they all start walking toward her, and they're just like, um, they're like, you, you get, um, you didn't show up, bro. Like you didn't show up at all. Like you're supposed to, you're supposed to be about for a month and you didn't show up. You're a day late. So what the fuck's going on? And she's like, it was my turn, Marsha, the woman who sold her the thimble. She's like, it was my turn. And now I'm, I'm over, I'm overstayed or whatever. I'm, I'm off by a day now. And I was like, a couple thoughts. Is this. Because a 24-hour store, the 24-hour stores nowadays and in our security cameras must make for some depressing as fuck mannequins because these ones seem, like, happy. They, like, have a community. And they're like, hey, it's Marsha. She's back. Yeah. Yeah. We can, we even, they even offered to help her remember that she's a mannequin. They're like, we can help you. We can totally help you. And I was like, this is what society is supposed to be. And then, and then, but just think about like 24 hour stores where people are just always there. They can't just walk around like this anymore. And then there's security cameras and like motion sensors and shit. And then that shit goes off. They're like, hey, the fucking mannequins are just walking around nilly willy. We, we have a, like a get a fucking witch doctor in here. Some shit's, some shit's not going right. Do we build this building on an Indian burial ground? Like burn these fucking mannequins right now. Like burn them, get rid of them. No more mannequins. We're just going to staple the clothes to the wall. Or put them over a fucking mop stick. And then that's what's what we're going to do. Because fuck these mannequins. These are creepy. And the movie Mannequin is obviously um, a, a descendant of this show, of this episode. And kudos to that. Because that movie is just flawless. I can't think of anything creepy about a man fucking a piece of wood. <sighs> anyway. So another thought I had, though. And it was, was she just like homeless for a month? Because I guess the deal is that they all get to leave and go into the human world for a month at a time and they all take turns. And I was, so I was like, was she just homeless for a month? Like, was, cause they don't have, you know, money or social security or number or like they can't get jobs or do they just, do they stay in the store? Do they, do they, I just want to. I want to know what her day was. I want to see another episode of just what her the average thirty day span would be for a mannequin when they're not in the store. And it must be pretty enthralling for them to get lost because I don't think they have to eat. I don't think they have to drink. So really, their needs are met already. They're not. They're already dressed, and they don't have friends or family, so they're not worried about shit like that. So they just walk around. I don't understand. They just. And she was just like, what, driven to go back to the store? Like, I just having some sort of internal pull, like a magnetic pull here. How do magnets work, ICP? I don't know. The man, ask the mannequins, because they're just drawn back to this fucking store. And she goes back there, and then it becomes a mannequin again. She's just like, I guess here I am now. And she starts to pose as a mannequin. I'm like, oh, God, bitch. Like, this actress is trying way too hard for this. She's like, yeah, and my arms are up. And I was like, okay, I, I get it. You have the whole night. You don't have to start doing that right now. It was a little too stupid. It was a little too convenient for us for us to see that already when she could have just done that later. She didn't have to do that right now. Anyway, small amount of complaint. Don't want to. The um. The point is the thing I was bringing up earlier that I wanted to get into, which should be fun, is the next day the manager's walking around. And he's like, "You gotta count your till. Don't get your powder. Make sure your powder's dry." And he's like, "Oh, it's wet. That'll sell." And he walks around, he's like really on top of everything. And he's just like, girls, how you doing, ladies? All right, all right. And then he walks around, he's like really on top of this fucking store. And he sees the mannequin, Marsha. He's just like looking at her, and he's like, 
you know, I just don't want to deal with this today. And he walks away. And, and uh, <laughs> I was like, that's fucking awesome. He just didn't give a shit. He's like, that was the lady. I don't, oh, fuck it. I don't care. I got a lot going on today. My supervisor's here. Like, I got to, I got to, you know, I got to do this. I can't, I, I don't have time for this. They zoom in on the mannequin and her eyes, she's full on a mannequin and her eyes are just wrong. They're just looking different directions and they're too far apart and it's very weird and it just doesn't look good. But what I thought would have been a cool ending, I want to, I want to see an alternate cut of this episode where he walks by the mannequin or he walks by Marsha and he looks up and he's like, she, what are you doing, lady? Get the fuck out of my store. And she's like, just standing there, like shaking. She's, I'm a mannequin. And she, he's like, you're not a fucking mannequin. You're a lunatic. Get the fuck out of my store. What is wrong with you? Like, and he has to call security and they have to drag her out of there. And she's just like an insane person. And she just sits there in her cell, just like frozen. And she's just like, she's doing the, the, the wares for the prison. Like she's the mannequin at the prison. And I just want to watch her like, her insanity. I think that would be really fun. I'm realizing now it would be very boring because she just stands there. She's it's it's basically just your statuesque. That's all you're doing, is it? But it'd be fun to see her in different scenarios. Cause she could they could just paint her gold and throw her on the sidewalk and open up a fucking a box and people throw change in there and then they can go and collect her at the end of the day. Nobody would nobody would mess with her probably. It depends what area of you know the town they put her in. Anyway, guys, I don't know where I'm going with that. I'm going to... Oh, let me read you something. Okay. I signed up for Satchel Podcast Player. It's a thing. I'm not going to read... I'm not going to, like, try to sell you something. I'm just going to say, you have iTunes, you have Stitcher, you listen to podcasts on there. I don't know what you do. Maybe you're on YouTube right now listen to the show. Point is, if you got podcasts, you're into them. If you download Satchel, S-A-T-C-H-E-L, you can donate to local podcasts. It doesn't have to be mine. Just go help the community. I appreciate whatever you got. But I'm going to read. They, they give me four things to read on their website here. And I'm going to go ahead and read one of them. I haven't done this yet. I keep saying I'm not going to do it. But here we go. Big news. You can now listen to our show on the brand new Satchel podcast player for both Android and iPhone. And here's the deal. While you're listening to us on Satchel, you can quickly and easily send a few dollars to help make our show happen. There's an emphasis there. So if you're listening on Satchel right now, go ahead and click that donate button to send us some money. And if you're not listening on Satchel, you can download the podcast player at satchelplayer.com. There's more. Do you like podcasts? Have you ever wondered which podcasts are created in your local area? Then you should check out the Satchel Podcast Player, now available for both iPhone and Android. Satchel is the world's first podcast player that allows you to discover both locally serviced and locally focused podcasts right in your hometown. Listen, lo- listen local and download the player at satchelplayer.com. Discover your local podcast community with the Satchel Player Podcast. Satchel is the world's first podcast player that allows you to discover both locally and source and blah, 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 download satchelplayer.com. Point is, you can go give us money, and that'd be fucking awesome, even if you don't give them to me. Go help us out. I'd appreciate it. Any help we can get. So, guys, go check out liwstudios.com, youtube.com slash loitering in Wonderland. Both of those are the main hubs for our shit. Our shit. That's right. So go check it out. And then until next time, and in the meantime, guys, and girls, and mannequins, and Andrew McCarthy's, I don't know who else is listening. <sighs> I'm Phoenix West. So long, citizens. <laughs>